0: Eureka, by John Thomas, Volume 1, Chapter 2, Section 4, Part 3, The Woman Jezebel. As we have shown in our exposition of the apocalyptic Balaam and Nicolaitans, there existed a class of teachers calling themselves Christians, Contemporary with the apostles, who taught another gospel, and set forth a Jesus which Paul styled another Jesus, both of which, that is, the Jesus and their gospel, were different from the real Jesus and the true gospel proclaimed by the apostles, and subversive of the divine teaching concerning them. This class of teachers, styled by Peter false teachers, and by John false prophets and deceivers who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, which heresy or falsehood he says is the deceiver and the antichrist wherever found, second Peter two verse one, first John four verse one, second epistle, verse seven. This class, I say, had become numerous and influential by the end of the first century, and were to be found sowing tares in all the field of the apostolic labours. They were the reverend divines and DDs of the 19th century in embryo, the self-styled apostles, to whom the clergy of our day Are the undoubted successors. They taught the same doctrine as our clergy, and therefore they are unquestionably the same class. Now, false teachers, prophets, and deceivers are aggregately represented in the scriptures of the Old and New Testament by a woman of vicious and profligate character. Thus, the spirit. In Ezekiel 22, verse 25, in speaking of the leaders of the people in Jerusalem, says, There is a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof. Like a roaring lion ravening the prey, they have devoured souls. They have taken the treasure and precious things. Her priests have violated my holy law and have profaned my holy things. Her prophets have daubed souls with untempered mortar, seeing vanity and divining lies unto them, saying, Thus saith Yahweh Elohim, when Yahweh hath not spoken. These priests and prophets, who were princes in Jerusalem and Samaria, are represented in the next chapter by two lewd women, the daughters of one mother, Ahola, the elder, and Aholibah, her sister. Thus were their names, says the Spirit. Samaria is Ahola, and Jerusalem Aholibah. Then follows the indictment against them, in which their apostasy from the Mosaic law in its simplicity, in their blending it with the abominable customs and principles of heathenism, is likened to the intercourse of harlotry and adultery. The priests and prophets of Samaria were Ahola, the harlot daughter of the comely and delicate woman, Zion under the law, Jeremiah 6 verse 2, and the same class in Jerusalem were Aholiba, the younger harlot of the same mother, more corrupt in her inordinate love than Ahola. In the New Testament, the disciples of Jesus anointed, who, though not all elders, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers, are all living stones built up a spiritual house, a holy and royal priesthood, a holy nation, a purchased people, Ephesians 4 verse 11, 1 Peter 2 verses 5 and 9, and Revelation 5 verses 9 and 10. And so long as they held fast the name and did not deny the faith of Jesus anointed, they are styled apocalyptically the woman and the woman of the lamb, Hebrews 3 verses 6 and 14. Revelation 12 verses six, fourteen, sixteen, 14, 16, and 17, and chapter 19 verses 7 and 8. But when a schism of this one body was elaborated by false teaching, the teachers and those who followed the teaching ceased to be of the woman of the Lamb, but became a woman or an adulteress. Such had become the situation of affairs by the close of the first century. There were two women in the Roman habitable, claiming to be the spouse of Christ. The one, a chaste virgin, begotten and espoused to one husband, the Christ, by the word. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 2, 1 Corinthians 4 verse 15. And Ephesians 5, verse 26. The other, a woman drunken and adulterous, and the mother of a progeny of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. Revelation 17, verses 1 to 6 and 14, verse 4. All of them, mother and daughters, begotten of the traditions and commandments of men, Making void the word of God. Between these two women there was rivalry and indignation. The adulteress proclaimed that she was rich and increased in goods and had need of nothing, and invited the world in all its filthy garments to her embrace. This is what is proverbially styled the world. And his woman, called by his friends and boon companions the Church. Scripturally, they are Ahab and Jezebel, the adversaries and destroyers of the saints, and wherever any of their prophets are found ministering before the people, there the principles of the flesh and the gospel-nullifying traditions of men are glorified and prevail, because being of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. 1 John 4, verse 5. This is an unmistakable criterion. The world will not listen to the counsel and support any women, but Jezebel and her daughters. Whatever preacher will present himself in the name of Jezebel, him will the world listen to with open mouth and ears, for the principles he inculcates are what the flesh approves. The apocalyptic woman that had been manifested in John's day was styled Jezebel, because the character of the class of false teachers was analogous to that of the wife of Ahab, known in Jewish history by that name. Hence, the literal Jezebel was made the type, or pattern, of the class, which became the figurative Jezebel. There was no literal woman named Jezebel in Thyatira, claiming to be a Christian, any more than there was a literal Antipas and Balaam in Pergamos of these names. At least history gives no account of any. Therefore the typical Jezebel must be that Jezebel of the Old Testament. The study of her history and circumstances must be virtually the study of her antitype, and that antitype is the adulteress, or pseudo-church, of false teachers, in which the abettors of Balaam's teaching were embodied, and who differs from Balaam in this, that she is the adulterous exhibition of what Balaam taught. Her name in Hebrew is Isabel, which is compounded of I- not, Zabel, she dwells. As if the Spirit had said, She dwells not with me. That is, the teachers and their disciples who teach and seduce to commit prostitution and to eat idle sacrifices are not my spouse. Thus by conferring this name upon them, the real spouse of Christ in those days, was vindicated by the Spirit. No wonder the apocalypse was unpopular with those who held the doctrine of Balaam in those days, as it hath also been to this day with the same class. They know they do not teach the word, and that they can define neither the name nor the faith of the Spirit, and they know that they teach for the higher paid them by the house of Ahab, or the world, and that they love the wages of unrighteousness. How, then, can a book be popular with such which proclaims them to be not the spouse of the spirit, but the harlot community prostituting itself for hire to an ignorant, superstitious, and besotted world? But Isabel, or Jezebel, is not only etymologically an appropriate type of the clerical orders of Christendom, whose constituents are the prophets of the world. The origin and character and fate of the woman are also typical of the origin, character and fate of the reverend divines and doctors of divinity, who minister to the itching ears of those who heap up to themselves teachers after their own lusts and are turned aside to fables. Jezebel was the daughter of Ethbaal, the idolatrous king of the Zidonians, whose name imported dedication to Baal, the false god, the lord of the people whom Balaam had before taught the Israelites to serve with fornication and idolatry. Now the origin of the clergy is analogous to this. They were begotten in idolatry, or in Baal. The Lord saw folly in the prophets of Samaria. They prophesied in Baal and caused his people Israel to err. Jeremiah 23, verse 13. Peter also testifies this of certain prophets, styling themselves Christian teachers in his day. In writing to the elect, he says, There will be false teachers among you, who privily will bring in damnable heresies, these as natural brute beasts, made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption. They have eyes full of an adulteress, full of Jezebel, and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls. A heart have they exercised with covetous practices. Cursed children who have forsaken the right way and are gone astray, following the way of Balaam, son of Bosor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. They are wells without water, clouds that are carried of a tempest, to whom the mist of darkness is reserved for ever. Such were the clergy in their origin. The generation of the clerical Jezebel in our day, however, differs from the generation of their brethren and fathers in the days of Peter in this, that our clergy never were the children of God, and were never in the right way. Therefore, though the accursed preachers of other Gospels than the true one, they are not cursed children and have not forsaken the right way, because they were never in it. The way of Balaam is emphatically the way of the clergy in all post-apostolical and premillennial generations. Their eyes are full of Jezebel, whose original practice is proverbially the ministerial sin. They speak evil of the things they do not understand, and they undertake to teach what they know nothing about, and therefore they are wells without water. These clerical prophets in Balaam, and therefore in Baal, in undertaking to speak to the edification. Exhortation and comfort of souls, being of a class represented by a woman, called herself a prophetess. They became an ecclesiastical woman prophesying deceits. She was begotten of falsehood, so that the father of the clergy is the devil, who was a liar from the beginning. Except ye be circumcised and keep the law of Moses, ye cannot be saved. This was the first element of the falsehood enunciated to Christians by teachers in the presence of the apostles. They set up the dogma that a Gentile must believe the gospel, be immersed, be circumcised, and keep the law. In order to salvation, this was the first lie taught for truth after the ascension of Jesus, and those who taught it constituted in themselves and therefore originated the anti apostolic order, familiarly known in our day as the clergy. Hence the clergy. Are Judaizers to this day, commanding to fast, to abstain from meats, to keep holy days and Sabbaths? But the falsehood which generated their order was not complete till the principles of heathen philosophy were commingled with the Judaic dogma. This was effected when they denied the resurrection of the body in affirming, as Justin testifies they did, that what they call souls went immediately to heaven at death. This Judaized heathenism constituted what Paul calls a lie and the mystery of iniquity, a system of falsehood formative of the clerical order which gave them a parentage like that of Jezebel. The principles styled Baal, for Baal having no real existence, was only a system of ideas, so called that lorded it over those who acknowledged it, gave origin to the clergy, who worship Baal and preach him everywhere. The Sidonians believed in immortal souls in their going to heaven at death and in a place of torment where the wicked burned in fire eternally. They also believed in sacrifice to propitiate the deity and in making long and noisy prayers by which to induce him to hear them. Our clergy have not advanced one step beyond this Since the days of Jezebel, she believed these things, and were she personally in existence now, she could have no scruples in becoming a member of any clergyman's church in this city, Catholic or Protestant. It is true, the clergy now hold a few principles, or rather opinions, unknown to Jezebel and her clergy the original prophets of immortal soulism. They believe in a Jesus of whom she had never heard. But their belief in this other Jesus, whom Paul did not preach, does not at all interfere with their hearty adhesion to the Baal system of ideas. Their eyes are full of Jezebel, and she was full of Baal. Prostitution, and eating the sacrifices offered to the idol representations of the dead, whose souls were said to be alive, were institutions of Baal religion. When Israel were seduced by the Moabitish women to worship Baal at the suggestion of Balaam, they committed whoredom with them, and eat the sacrifices of their gods the Balaamite clergy, were guilty of the same thing. They privily introduced idolatrous practices among Christians. They taught them to eat of the sacrifices sold as holy meat, by which they became partakers of the idol altars, and propitiated the heathen, for in so doing they contributed to the support of the pagan priesthood. But Paul objected to this sort of compromise in toto. His argument was that the things the Gentiles sacrificed, they sacrificed to demons, to the ghosts of dead men, and not to God. And that in eating of them knowingly, they had fellowship with their imaginary demons. He told them that when they went to the butchers, they should ask no question, but just buy whatever came to hand. They would then buy in ignorance, having no knowledge whether there was sacrificed meat or not. But if any one said, this is offered in sacrifice to idols, he told them not to eat it. For the eating then involved a principle of fellowship with deified ghosts, in the judgment of him who invited to eat. Paul's anxiety was that the Corinthian brethren should not have fellowship with demons, or deified imaginary ghosts called immortal souls. These demons had a table and a cup, as well as the Lord. And Paul taught that they could not partake of both, Without sin. The same demons have a table and a cup now, modified, however, in this that bread cut up into pieces, emblematic of the divisions of anti Christendom, is substituted for meats offered to the demons. The table spread by the clergy, and called by them the sacrament. Is the modern table of the demons. It is the table of those who believe in deified immortal souls, who are the gods of the clerical system. It is Jezebel's table, at which a saint cannot eat without having fellowship with the demons she funeralizes to glory, which is sin. Her churches are a synagogue of unbaptized miserable sinners, as they proclaim themselves to be in their prayers. And consequently her table cannot be the Lord's, for his teaching has no place for such there. The miserable patrons of demons belong to Jezebel, not to the spouse of Christ. Again, prostitution literal and figurative, is a notorious clerical vice and characteristic of Jezebel. She forbids to marry, and in so doing, teaches to commit fornication. The priests of the Romish Jezebel are literally a body of whoremongers and adulterers, and their nunneries, houses of ill fame. And though, on account of the marriage of the Protestant clergy, this is not the case to the same extent, yet spiritually they are in the same condemnation, for fornication in its figurative sense imports unhallowed union with the world and blasphemy against God. They are all guilty of this. If they knew the truth and told the world the truth, the world would not support them. Now, all that is of the world is not of the Father, and he that is the friend of the world is the enemy of God. They pretend to be God's servants, to be his church or spouse and yet they serve the world for hire. They are therefore prostitutes and men-pleasers, and consequently cannot possibly be the servants of Christ, whose name they blaspheme in all their institutions. The literal Jezebel was a persecutor and slayer of the prophets of Yahweh and the antitypical or clerical Jezebel has been preeminently so. The clergy, from their origin until now, have always been opposed to the truth, and have always had a hand in stirring up persecution for its suppression. The civil power, or the diabolos, has been the instrument of their malevolence and cruelty. And though they cannot inflict personal violence in this country, they still retain much power for evil in the territory of the beast. But the fate of Jezebel awaits them. She was hurled from her high and queenly estate with violence, and devoured by dogs so completely that they found not of her what to bury. Jezebel has not yet come to this, she is still in her glory, rioting in drunkenness and prostitution.